Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of Chiefs Focus First and Ten. You are here with JP and Caleb on this crazy Sunday night after a wild game. What's up, Caleb? You doing okay? I'm doing pretty good, man. A little frustrated how the game ended, but hey, at least the Chiefs won. I'm happy. How are you doing, buddy? I'm all right, man. Just I'm, I'm more irritated, I think, with the ref, ref calls and just the way that game went down and the holding and just everything in general <clears throat> was just... You know, this is probably, I think, one of the worst called games I've seen against us. And even, like you said, it was even worse than the Raiders game. I mean, horrible. Horrible calls all the way around. Well, I think what irritated me the most was the fishing, but the call that angered me the most. They called... How say, They called delay a game on Butker when there was one second left on the play yeah. clock. How do yeah. you call a delay a game when there's one second left on the play clock? NFL fishing needs to get their stuff together because if they have calls like this happen in playoffs... Chiefs Kingdom is going to go run rampant, and we're not going to yeah. let them hear the end of it. It's ridiculous. And then Tyra kills touchdown, dude. <clears throat> they said it was incomplete pass. The booths are supposed to review that. I am extremely frustrated with the Chiefs booth because you guys are getting paid up there to watch to see what happens and see if anything exactly. happens. And then exactly. the NFL booth is supposed to oversee everything. And it's yeah. just frustrating because that has a potential. One of the greatest touchdowns we can look back on Mahomes' career and be like, wow. Yeah. I mean, that was by far probably one of Tyreek Hill's best touchdowns. Yeah. Right now, I my opinion, his number one touchdown <clears throat> be the one he had against the Texans last year. We jumped like eight feet in the air and then dove across the pie line. Yeah. I mean, just crazy stuff like that. But you know what? At the end of the day, the Chiefs are one, and he's got to move forward, man. Well, I tell you, you know, even Dante <clears throat> Hall said it, or uh, Dante Jones said it too, and we both said the same thing. It was like, okay, where the hell was the was New York? Where was everybody yeah, at? Where was New York? Okay, you know, here's the thing. <clears throat> We've watched them throughout the course of the last three years, especially, especially since that Saints game, try to somewhat clean their act up, bring new refs in, do this, do that. Okay, but the problem is, is that they don't, if if New York is not going to review, we've seen them review petty, ignorant calls. Petty. Petty <laughs> calls. We're talking about a lot of them. But they don't review a touchdown that they know was a touchdown. They knew it. Dude, they had to have seen it. They had to have, and they could have stopped any forward play, even if it start, even if even if the play started but wasn't completed by the Broncos. They could have easily, easily stopped that play and mm-hmm. said booth review, but they didn't do that. I'm not going to put that on Tyreek because it wasn't his fault. He, how would he know if that ball? He actually thought the ball touched the ground. Would you he think it's Andy's fault too? No, well, Andy didn't know. I don't really think it's Andy's either. No, I mean, you can say a not. little bit, but the issue is it's honestly the booth. The Chiefs yeah, but booth the problem and the NFL was, booth. <clears throat> yeah, and you're right. But the problem was when Tyreek came back to the sidelines, he a- Andy asked him, he said, I think the ball touched the ground. Well, he didn't know. Well, he didn't that's know. That's why I feel like after every play, you need to look at the review. On Now I think the lesser Chiefs know, hey, every time that happens, you need to look at the review on the yeah. video board. But yeah. then again, record time, the Chiefs punted extra quick. Yeah. So I don't know if this is something the Chiefs are going to be benefiting from in the future, <clears throat> but I was very frustrated as a Chiefs fan to see an awesome touchdown not yeah, happen that, and not it count. was. Yeah, I mean, and not only that, look, dude, the PI call on um, on uh, Breland I think mm-hmm. was crap. Um, that was petty. And I'm sorry. These yeah, are so, and I'm Ward. sorry. Especially how, Ward, how our man. defense is supposed to defend? Yeah. At the end of I the mean, day. What, what are you supposed to do? I mean, they are making this so difficult. Certain. There are certain groups of referees that are making this so absolutely difficult to play the game how it's meant to be played. 
they have to make some changes with the NFL officials. I mean, I have actually sent messages to NFL officiating. You, I mean, I did it through Chiefs Focus because I was so friggin' mad, mm-hmm. especially on that Tyree kill catch. I mean, that set me off. And then I watched one play, and I think it was probably somewhere right at the beginning, maybe, of the third quarter. This guy had Chris had his fingers in Chris Jones's mask. That's a face I mean, mask. Hands to the face on offensive line. Not one call, dude. But well, yeah. you notice that Nick Jacobs from 41 After News stated right after they called a somewhat holding on Allegretti, the Broncos were holding that whole next drive, and they didn't call a single holding on them. Yeah. But you know what, man? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if the Chiefs won. As Patrick Mahomes just said, a win is a win. It doesn't matter how pretty it is. So we just need to focus on the win and just focus on this game and look for next week as the Chiefs travel back to Miami where they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And we're going to be right back there again. I'm sorry, but we are going to win. We're going to be back in the Super Bowl this year. People can say whatever they want. We're going to be back in there again. I, I have no doubt. There's not a team in the AFC, no matter how bad the refs want to treat us, there's no team out there, including the Pittsburgh well, Steelers, you, that can okay. beat us. Well, you saw, man, and we'll just go. I guess we're just going to roll through the game. First quarter, yeah. second quarter. Man, our offense was honestly rolling. It's just we couldn't get it done in the end zone. And then Andy we kept calling these little trick plays. Yeah. And what irritates me the most is <clears throat> I thought we had a good offensive line. We cannot get one yard on the one-yard line. That is terrible. Yeah. We need to drop offensive line in the draft because the guys we have right now, unfortunately, are not doing it. No, I don't know not. if we get Schwartz back and if Schwartz can help. But, man, it's not looking good. And I thought Le'Veon was going to have a pretty good di- game. I did too. I really did too. And it just seemed to, that line is not helping him at all. I'm sorry, but they're just not, um, the, the line is not, not helping his style of run. And it's that's, not, the, not. and that's the one thing that they are going to have to, if they want to utilize him and have him here next year, if for any, in any capacity, they are going to have to figure out what to do with this offensive line to help him. Because you they know what, to. for the most part, if you look, I think he only had one negative play today. And that's the first one he's had since he's really maybe the first one since. Was he even sacked? You mean who? Oh my bad. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one negative play. My bad. One negative play. So, <clears throat> yeah, man, so it was thinking, very frustrating. It was. So the guy, even though our offensive line is not giving him the balance and the time to be able to get himself skinny and get in between the tackles, he's still making a positive play out of just about everything he does. The exactly. one thing that I think he needs, they need to do with him, is they need to figure out how to get him in the in the in the passing game more than the running game right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just is what it is because he can catch the ball and when he does, he's elusive. I mean, he makes people miss, and it's very strange. It's 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 amazing to me to watch him do this, but he can make people miss, and it almost looks like everybody is moving in slow motion. Like when Tyreek makes somebody miss or Sammy makes somebody miss. It's because of their speed and their agility. He can move his hip one direction and people just dive at him. And it's yeah. very strange, man. It's 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 just a different style of play that I guess because he was with Pittsburgh and I didn't follow. I mean, I followed him, but I didn't see as much of his abilities and, and the way he moves as I do now. But, man, he is he's an elusive guy, bro. I mean, he really is. And look, no, I, I, dude, I got to say it and then I'll get you. Sammy's Sammy's back. Sammy is back, man. Every time he's in the game, bro, every time he makes a positive impact on our offense. Every time. No, you're right, man. 
As Ron the Show said, who used to be on Sports Sports Radio 610, he said, Sammy Watkins will make the catches when you need him the most. And that's what he does. Yeah. He has another wrinkle to the offense that defenses have issues struggling because he's trying to figure out Hill, trying to figure out Kelsey. Watkins just comes right to the middle, man. I mean, it just amazes me to see what he can do week in and week out, and I'm happy. And I hope he can be on this team next year for the right price because the Chiefs need him. Yeah, I feel like he can help. Definitely. Um, I, I see a lot of inconsistencies with the offensive line more than I see with anything. Mm-hmm. Today it seemed like, and I'm going to get your opinion on this, but it seemed like to me the offense was – I don't know if it was off sync or if it was just this extremely vanilla offense that they played and they, you know, the few trick plays that they tried to do things of that nature. But the whole point was, is that they seemed a little off today. They weren't their mm. normal okay. self. I mean, now Travis, of course, lights out. Tyreek would have been lights out except for the fact that, you know, he got robbed. Sammy, another clutch performance by Sammy Watkins. You know, Hardman had a few decent catches. I, I I know I noticed he came up hurt a little bit. Um, I don't know if it was a, I don't know if it was a return or if it was a catch that he had made. I think it might have been a return, but mm-hmm. anyway, he came up hobbling a little bit. But it seems like most of our problems really kind of start at that offensive line. What do you think? Honestly, so you want to know about our offensive line? Are they the issue, basically? Well, I think they're. I mean, as far what do you think their percentage of the issues are? Okay, so when you're looking at the offense, they were moving. They were moving the ball. The issue is when we cheese seem to get inside the red zone, we can't seem to figure it out, especially yeah. inside the five. Yeah. I'm going to be yeah. I'm gonna say this, man. Damian Williams needs to be our running back that can punch the ball in inside the five. He's the only one who has the motor to do it, who, in Damian? my opinion. Dan, no, sorry, Daryl Williams. Darryl, yeah, Daryl. Towards yeah, the end of the game, he was playing really well and was running hard and was getting those first downs what we need. Truthfully, I think he should be taking over those uh, fourth down, uh, fourth down and short situation, or third down short, because at this point, man, how are we also going to score touchdowns? We're going to need those points in. We're going to need those points to do whenever we are in the playoffs. Also, it's just from the offensive line because they're not really blocking. They aren't, man. It's yeah, frustrating no, because right. we have all this talent and we're getting field goals. We had four field goals before we got a touchdown. Then we scored. They already got the touchdown. We got another field goal. So we had a total. I think we had five field goals. Do we have or four? Um, no, we, we had five. Five field goals. Yeah. And they should have honestly had two touchdowns. Okay, I'm just saying three touchdowns, two field goals. And I'm just saying the offensive line has to block. The Chiefs need to figure out something. Bring out Wisniewski. Um, I can't wait to see. Till, I forgot that guy who we have right now, but he's with the Chiefs, third round pick out of TCU. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I can't think of his name. I can't think of his name. I think it's Kilgore, but I'm not for sure. Kilgore. Kilgore. That, okay. Yes, and yeah, and right now we know he decided to take the year off due to COVID. Dude, he's gonna be a force whenever we get down there, man. He's yeah. gonna be a force. Yeah. And man, and for all the people, and I will say this for all the people who said the defense is playing terrible. You do not know what you're talking about because the defense yeah, no. played actually really, really, really Extremely well. If the Chiefs well. lost the game, it would have been on the offense. Exactly. The defense can't stop every little thing. This isn't the Jaguars' defense. Even they couldn't start stop everything yeah. because you saw once they had issues, they couldn't score. The defense can't stop every play because they're always out there on the field and they end up losing the game. So 
Honestly, it's Kil- a collective Kilgore's effort. Not, Kilgore didn't take off. I, okay, I, I think we were. I can't think of this guy's name because Kilgore isn't off for the COVID. He's we he just basically lost his job for some reason. I don't know why, but he's not off for um for for uh, COVID. I don't know what the deal is with him. Um, oh, it's Lucas Nyang, the guy I'm talking about. Sorry, guys. Lucas who? Nyang, the office of oh, yeah, Lucas Nyang, yeah. office yeah. of tackle at TCU. But yeah. when it comes to Kilgore, we're not really sure what's happening. No. So we'll see, man. But honestly, I just think it's a collective effort from everyone. That's why the Chiefs struggled this Sunday night. It really was. I mean, you know, I think, you know, it, it, of course, it's going to start with play calls and coaching and things of that nature. But in the same aspect, there's two things that hurt us. Okay. One was the entire game of calls by the ref for the most part, uh, or not lack thereof or the wrong calls, you know, again, you know, Bucker had time on the clock and they called delay a game. Don't understand that one. I mean, he, the ball was snapped right at one second. If the ball snapped and the clocks hit zero, that's not delay a game period. End of story. I don't know why they called it, but they did. And then again, I think a lot of it has to go towards the way that we're trying to conserve a lot of our major stuff until we get into the playoffs. You have to understand, the Raiders lose the game. We clinch the division. We're already in the playoffs. We want to clinch the division. We want to make sure we finish out the season strong. If we get to, you know, 14-1, and you're probably not going to see Mahomes or any of the... You may see Mahomes for because he's competitive. You may see him for the first half of that last game. That's why I think don't take him out. Put him in at least for a half to keep that momentum exactly. going. Exactly. Because you've got to keep you. those guys going. You know, they got to stay healthy or fresh and they got to keep their mind on the game, things of that nature. But um, I, I can't get – it's hard for me to get mad at the coaching staff or the players for doing what they're doing. These guys that say that, I mean, I had one guy, one guy tweeted us and said between, I think it was me and you. And he said, uh, Spags needs to go. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Seriously, man, where, were, what, what football game or sport do you watch that you would actually come up and say that? I mean, are you flipping between that and golden girls? I don't understand where you came up with that analogy. But Spags has turned this in defense from dead last to even mediocre or, you know, I mean, if you're top 20, you're a damn good defense in this league. And right now, I think we're probably, uh, points allowed, we're doing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, we did help, you know, the run, the beginning of the running game, it seemed like they, you know, at the beginning of the game, we had, you know, we, we had a couple of big runs against us and that kind of you know, ran up the run yards on us for the, for the most part, but we did stop the run a lot in the second half. Well, you know, Lindsay Gordon had a hundred non-existent. Well, you know, Gordon had a hundred yard game, but it was a quiet hundred yard rushing game, and that was mostly in the first half and two basically big runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, and we took uh, Philip Lindsay out of the game, like we seem to do every time we play him. He had one good game against us since he's been in the league. Mm-hmm. And every game after that, we've taken him out. I mean, yeah, he's had 60, 70 yards, maybe an 80-yard game. But he's never since that one, that first season when he came into the league, and I think he ran for like 127 against us, he really hasn't been like a giant factor in anything for the Denver Broncos against us anyway. So uh, Ward played a great game today. I'm sorry, but he did. And 
people can say whatever they want. Ward is, in my opinion, one of the better uh, CBs in the league. He's a quiet, underrated CB that should be more recognized for what he does. Sneed is a straight-out beast that doesn't care and wants to blast everybody. That kid's going to be an absolute superstar. There's no doubt in my mind. Mm -hmm. And he got a little shook up today, too. They were stretching his neck out after, you know, one of his plays. But, um... And then you got Matthew, of course, that the guy just throws himself all over the place and doesn't care. Yeah, two picks, man, and he stepped up. He had two a crucial seven third tackle. down tackle. He yeah. shed the blocker and stopped the running back yeah. from getting the first down, which was crucial. Yeah. And that helped the Chiefs out so much. So I'm happy because that just shows me for all those people. And I saw a tweet before the game. Someone said, I can't wait for um, – they <laughs> said, I can't wait for Matthew to go after a fan after getting a garbage time interception. He got one at the beginning of the game and then at the end of the game. There was no garbage time touchdown. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, man. Um, he, the one thing that I noticed, everybody was giving him crap about, you know, those last two games. They said he was not there. He's played in, He's played very well in every game we've been in. Just because... This is what I think irritates me the most, and this is where I'm going to be critical. And normally we're not on this show, but I am going to be critical because it irritates me when someone says, well, Matthew's not playing well. Okay, just because he's not 100% that day or he's his game's off by 5%, he's still better than most every other safety in this league. That's true. He's so get safety. off his shit and let the man play his game. I mean... It irritates me beyond belief when people sit here and slam our players because they do extremely well and our defense has played pretty damn good. So let's get off of this soapbox that everybody thinks the defense is supposed to stop every single play that ever happens. We're supposed to intercept every ball that's thrown. We're going to stop every running back that ever touches the field. Um, this is not going to happen with any defense, no matter who you are. It's not going to happen. And when you don't if you don't understand that, then I don't know what to tell you. Sit down and read a book about how the game is played because we have a damn good defense and we've got a lot of great players. Yes, it's a, it, we're a season and a half into this new scheme. It's going to take a little time. I mean, if that was the case, look, man, if that was the case, then, you know, fire spags and all that stupid shit I've been hearing. Every team in the NFL right now that has a 6-6 six and six record or – their defensive coordinator's brand new and is never, you know, within that system. And then the players are trying to get used to somebody that's not only been to one, but two Super Bowls and shut down the Patriots with that D. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. This guy is a, we wouldn't have a coach on the field. We, every year, it'd be like a freaking car dealership. Turnover after turnover. After, everybody's going to get fired every year. Let's just fire him because he had a bad game. Let's fire him because somebody missed a freaking assignment. It's going to happen. I mean, the Jets right now today against the Raiders had that game won. And because of an ignorant blitz, when you know he's going to throw the ball and a missed assignment, the Raiders won that game on a trash play. And that was trash, trash, trash from the start of that play to the end of that play. We don't have that problem. We're not 0-11. We're 11-1. Yep. So we, if we were, if we needed a new defensive coordinator and a new head coach and all new players 
and revamp the whole damn team, then we'd be 0-11 right now. Or 0-12, I'm sorry. So let's get off that. I'm sorry, I had to get that out of, off my chest so you can, we can go on from there. I hear you, man. But looking just with the game, man, what was the one, what's some positives we can take away? I'll well, let you go first and I'll go and answer after you. I could tell you um, what I've seen is, and I think the biggest positive that I think we can take from this game is that we can have bad calls, touchdowns taken away from us, uh, d- delay a game, holding penalties that we didn't, you know, guys get hold, held the entire time that never get called. Uh, and we still win. We still win. So they can throw whatever they want at us. We can have a horrible offensive game, but we're still going to win. And we've proven that time and time again. That's Now, what do you think? I think the one takeaway I could take from this game basically was it doesn't matter if the score is 24 nothing, 17 to 7, 20-10, 9-10-9. The Chiefs are going to put their heads down and keep fighting. Great yep. teams battle through adversity. Every time the Chiefs are losing in a critical game, I always put that tweet out to let people know, have faith. Great teams like the Chiefs will bat through adversity. They will learn from it and come through. And that's what they were able to do today. So I was a, very happy. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand. I mean, I wasn't happy either. Um, I, I guess I can't say I wasn't happy. I was a little frustrated. I was... You and you me know, both. I, I think I was more frustrated. Honestly, I think I... Look, when you get a touchdown taken away from you, it deflates. It, it takes the momentum away from a team. Most teams... Now, and I'm going to say this with the utmost honesty that I can say this. Most teams that have a touchdown taken away, especially that would have been a 90-yard touchdown, by the way, if anybody mm-hmm. wants to know. Um, you get a 90-yard touchdown taken away from you. Your offensive line is struggling to keep not – I mean, if it wasn't for Mahomes, Mahomes' ability to roll out of the pocket and be as elusive as he is – with our offensive line, if that had been any other quarterback, it wouldn't. Have, we wouldn't have. We would have lost that game. Well, it's because the leadership we have, the leadership that Mahomes has for this team. Correct. That's a hundred percent. You're a hundred percent right. And he's so damn elusive, and no one knows what he's going to do next. I mean, there's a there was a pass he threw that honestly I don't know how he did it, but he was in the middle of getting hit. He had three guys in his face and he just threw this perfect pass to Travis Kelsey. You're talking about that back, like sidearm throw he kind of had? That sidearm, yeah. insane pass he That threw. was a crazy throw. Was, Mahomes, it, was, that to, was that to Kelsey or Watkins? Which yeah, one? that was to Kelsey. That was to Kelsey. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. He He's a different guy. He's a different person. I said this before. I'll say it again. He's a friggin' robot. And the positioning, he puts his arm. He put his arm in to throw that ball. He looks like he's like his arm is going to come out of its socket hmm. because his body is so. I mean, he's got to be like quadruple jointed, dude. I've never seen anybody that can put himself in a position or his body in the positions that he does and is able to make an accurate pass on the way down. With well, three guys in your face. It helps I mean, because he's played multiple sports, especially baseball, which helps you throw the ball at weird angles sometimes. Oh, really? So does. he's, I mean, you see him, man, he's practicing these. So he's yeah. ready to do them when the time comes. Yeah. And that just shows me he's ready for every situation possible. Yeah, 100%. 
I think we've got a lot of positives we can take away from this game. Mm-hmm. It's, no matter what anyone says, we played a great game. Defensively, we played a great game. Special teams, we played a great game. Did we have the greatest offensive showing? No, we didn't. But some of that was taken away. Um, a lot of that was, you know, just one of those games that you just have to sit back and go, okay, it wasn't, you know, Mahomes didn't throw for 400 yards. I think he would, I don't know what he threw for exactly, um, but it was, it was up there. It was 300. Okay, so he threw for 300. Over 300. He threw, he was 25 of 40 for 318 and a touchdown. He had 26 rushing yards. And everybody's complaining about our offense. I've had three DMs. What's going to happen with our offense? Seriously? The man threw for 318 yards. And had That's, a bunch of touchdowns called back. And had, yeah. So it would have been another three touchdown game for him had it been for a horrible call by the rest, two actually. It, 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 we can't sit here and dwell on things that are non-existent because that is a non-existent thing to dwell on. The man played lights out. Okay. And that was on a relatively bad outing, not so much for him, but for the team in general, as far as the offense was concerned, he threw for 318 yards. I can't, I, I don't know how to emphasize this enough that, Quarterbacks that have a bad game at 318, it tells you what their good game is going to be like. We've never had that before, dude. Mm -hmm. No, you're not wrong, man. Never. You are not wrong. And it just shows you Mahomes can have a little, and he can still move down the field and get the scores needed. I mean, this shows you how much of a field general it is. And then let's not forget about Travis Kelsey. This man had the only touchdown... But other than that, he was balling out there. There was one point before the half where the Broncos defender was holding him, and he somehow threw him off of him and still ran and caught that pass. Yeah. He could not be stopped. And now he actually, I think since Kelsey, he since he caught so many passes tonight, he's now considered to be eligible for a Hall of Fame. That's one record he vote. And now he has another 1,000-yard season. So Kelsey, yeah. man, he's a future Hall of Famer. Kelsey, Mahomes, and Hill. Yeah, don't. I, I mean, mean, people say Hill needs a little bit more time. Okay, that's fair. Fine, give him a little bit more time. But honestly, man, he's one of the best route runners we've had in a long time. And I think he's one of the like, best in the NFL. When I feel I like mean, Kelsey is getting to the point, like you said, man, he might become greater than Gonzalez. I, I know that some people don't like Gonzalez because of the stuff he said about Lance made his career. But man, I'm telling you, Kelsey's doing some stuff I've never seen a tight end do before. And for all the fanboys who say. Kittle is better than Kelsey. Just stop. Kelsey was blocking tonight. Kelsey's making moves I have never seen Kittle do. Yeah. You do not get points for blocking. You get points for scoring touchdowns. And Plain and simple. Yeah. And I don't want to hear about, oh, it's a scheme that the 49ers do. No, no. Kittle had no touchdowns in the playoffs. Kelsey had four. So that just yeah. shows me Kelsey's more of an elusive tight end that can run catch and block yeah he fits all the criteria now don't look now, now i'm not saying that kittle's good kittle is good 
But for people to put Kittle over Kelsey, who has barely been in the league more than Kelsey, is just very frustrating because you're not getting respect where respect's due. And I'm exactly. tired of the Chiefs fans, seriously, on Twitter, every single day say Kelsey can't block and kills better than them. Then obviously you aren't watching football and you just need to take your Chiefs, Chiefs gear to the nearest Goodwill if you're going to exactly. say silly stuff like that. Because it makes no sense on a daily basis how you can tell me Kelsey Kittle is better than Kelsey. When I've seen Kelsey for five straight seasons get fought a thousand yards and has had multiple touchdowns in yeah. several games, yeah. it just makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's 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 frustrating and it's 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 irritating when I hear I guess the armchair coaches that think that they can go out there and do a better job. Mm-hmm. I wish you would try it for a day. What I would love to see, I think more than anything, I think a lot of it's just because. I've been around the league as far as being up close with the, a lot of the guys, not so much this era, but mm-hmm. the two prior eras. eras. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you now from a personal perspective, I wouldn't want to be out on that field. And I'm, I was very athletic. I played baseball. I did a lot of different things, but I wouldn't want to be out on that field after talking crap on Twitter behind your phone. I'm just sorry I wouldn't because it's not a, it's not an easy game. It wasn't an easy game 15, 20 years ago, and it's just gotten harder because there's so many things you can and cannot do yeah. that you're used to be able to do. Like defenses I mean, can't defend no more. No. And we're getting can't. mad at Matthew and Brandon for getting penalties. Okay, yeah, we can get mad sometimes, and okay, they'll get beat. But sometimes, man, if you barely touch the receiver, they call pass interference. So it's yeah. kind of like, what do you want them to do at the end of the day? It all I mean, depends Matthew on the rest of, you got. It, exactly. And that's unfortunately the world we live in, man. But yeah. look, man, the Chiefs are doing great. They're on a roll. They're yeah. continually showing us why they were a great team. Now, like you said, man, they're having those quote-unquote vanilla offense. And it's frustrating, but you know what? The Chiefs will go ahead and do the right thing. So I think this is a good time, man, before we just think we're a good part of the show. Do you want to go do those fan questions? Yeah, we could do that, man. Okay, man. Well, I got off. one. Okay, thanks, man. Yeah, I got one from a buddy he sent me. He okay. said, why did Andy Reid run the ball on the second and long on our last drive? That basically tanked it. Well, the reason why I think Andy was trying to run that ball basically was because they were trying to get the clock down as much as they can. And it yeah. worked down the Chiefs' favor. Because yeah. when you're doing in that situation, by, by the time the Chiefs punted the ball, Denver had no timeouts. So that works for the Chiefs because every time the Chiefs tackle a player inbounds, that clock is going to continue to roll. And it's going to take about a good 5 to 12 seconds on average for a team to get a play going, depending yeah. on how fast they go. Because two-minute drills are the crazy, crazy hard because you only see Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, even Patrick Mahomes do them. So, <clears throat> so with a quarterback like Drew Locke, he's still learning. Andy had enough faith in defense, which I believe. Now, what is frustrating, though, is I see why they ran. and But I also saw, and I don't know if anyone realizes, but a couple plays before that in that third down, Mahomes did, like, a fake run pass. Like, it, how do I say, it was a um, RPO pass. So those were in the works. But basically what Andy was trying to do is he was trying to make sure that they were the Denver was wasting all their timeout and that the Chiefs, Defense would be set up in a great position to win because he knew the offense could do it. But why have the chance where you can go and just try to get those points? One hundred percent. I mean, and the, and the whole thing is you got he's got faith in his own team, in his defense, and 
everybody else for that matter that mm-hmm. you know if he's going to be he's going to go out there and he's going to he's going to test those guys he's going to yeah. say okay you know what our offense hasn't been clicking there's something that's not 100% right now so let's put the defense out there and put our faith in them which I'm glad he does because our defense does a great job at it and of course at the end of every game and it seems like it's almost a tradition for us especially this year you got Breland you got Dirty Dan, or you got Matthew picking a ball off almost every game at the end of the game yep. to seal a win. And he's putting the team in a great position. I know we didn't, we don't like the Chiefs defense, but for the most part, they actually played a really good game. They obviously they didn't stop everything, but they played a good enough game. I, you know, honestly, I, 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 I don't really. There's nothing about our defense I don't like. I love our players. I think that they're all going to be very good in the next, especially probably coming into next year. Mm-hmm. They're even going to be better. I think it's just a matter of scheme, gelling, and being more in tune with each other. And I that's going to happen. That's going to happen. It's going to get better. It should. Okay, we. You know, again, we've had we've had the thirty-first ranked defense. You know, two, three years straight sometimes. You know, before Spags came in, I think we're ranked 31st and 16, or maybe 17, 16. I know 16. We were ranked 29th. Mm-hmm. We were ranked 31st and 17, and 31st and 18. Mm. So what do we come a long way? We've come a long way, it basically in the 19th season, and then go through a pandemic, and our players having really no OTAs, no practice time, no nothing prior to the season, and then to come out and play the way they played. I'm not complaining. I, there's nothing about our defense I don't like. Are there players that need to be changed up sometimes? I think there probably is, but that's not my call because I'm not on that field. I'm not coaching those guys. I don't see what goes on in practice that keeps certain players out and keeps other players in. So there's things that, yeah, I hear, but it's not going to... I'm not going to be the guy that says what Spag should be doing or shouldn't be doing because there's a reason why I'm doing a podcast right now and he's the defensive coordinator of the Super Bowl winning Chiefs. So mm-hmm. that's just my opinion. But. So basically what you're saying, at the end of the day, you basically agree with me. Yeah, and I he's do. putting the team in the right decision. He trusts his coaching staff. 100%. He trusts that Spags is going to make the right decision. He, he's learned from past issues what we had with Sutton and defense corners before him. So thank yeah. you, man. Thank you. hundred percent. Thank you, Nick, 100%. for the question. We appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. Um, next one is from, um, I had it and then it went away. Let's see. Matt, I think his name is Matt. And he asked me if we were going to do a complete revamp of our defense next year. Okay, my answer to you is absolutely not. I think we're going to see some changes. Maybe not um, player, or not so many of the players that you guys expect. Because I know everybody out there seems to think Frank Clark is trash. He is not. He had a hell of a game tonight. People don't want to go his direction. Um, You're not going to see Frank go anywhere. You're not going to see Chris Jones go anywhere. Neither one of them should be going anywhere. You're not going to see Matthew go anywhere. You're not going to see Spags go anywhere. I believe Ward's going to still be here next year. You're, you got Snead on a rookie deal, which is going to be an absolute beast. Uh, there's probably going to be a couple of changes on the defensive line, but 
it ain't going to be the players that you guys complain about the most. And the one thing that I can say is this. If we had Harold on the show a couple of weeks ago, and the one thing that he kind of put into perspective is the players that get paid the most should be making those plays. Okay? I understand that. I get that part. But for the most part, they do. It's extremely hard when you're triple teamed like Chris Jones is on almost every or held on almost every play, every down and expect him to be completely 100% effective. It's not going to happen. Frank Clark is not only guarded by the end, the offensive end, but he's also guarded by a tight end most of the time. So it's not that easy. And Frank Clark has not, I'm going to emphasize this and then I'm going to leave it alone because it's his business. The man played injured last year for eight weeks. He still had a stomach issue that he, and he still has that to this day. But he's out there giving his 100%, and what his 100% is 80% better than most people on the edge. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but it is. People don't want to go his direction. They don't. And there's a reason why they don't want to go his direction. It's not because he sucks, like everybody thinks he does, because Frank's one of the better. I mean, he's one of the better players in the league. Uh, it's it. It's all. It all comes down to a few key pieces that we're testing out and seeing how it's going to work out. I agree, man. That's just what it is. Okay. I mean, we're we're not we're not in practice. We're not in. You know, we're not on the field. You and I aren't on the field. None of these guys that are asking the questions are on the field. I love the questions. I'm glad you ask them because we can answer them. But there's something that the coaches are seeing during simulated practices that they may not like, and that's why they're not playing certain people or leaving other people in. And there's Mm -hmm. things that we don't see that a Frank Clark, a Chris Jones, a Tyron Matthew, especially Ward, that everybody trashes for absolutely no reason because not very much gets by that guy. Not much at all. But... We don't see those things because unless you sit and you can analyze film and understand what you're analyzing, then you'll never get it. It's hard. It's not an easy thing to do. But no, as far as the question's concerned, no, we're not going to do a complete revamp of our entire defense. It will not happen. Okay, man, you got the next one. Yeah, what I think basically is that they're not going to do, basically, JP, you explained it, but they're going to make tweaks. Certain players are not going to be next year. Probably even Ben Neiman. There's a good chance that maybe one of our players on the defensive line are going to be gone. I mean, yeah. Brittany could be gone because he could be getting a payday in free agency. So anything honestly could happen at this time. So I would not be surprised if someone is gone. So. And that that question, by the way, came from Justin Sabe. He's a really good dude. And he did say not to jump the gun, but just speculating. Do you see a major overhaul of the defense this offseason, whether it's players or a new D coordinator? And I don't see that happening, no. Yeah, they're not going to get any new decording unless the craziest thing happened, but they trust Spag, so... Yeah, and and he's under a... He's he's got a great contract, and not only that, I mean, we're not going to see a major revamp of our defense. It's not going to happen. And for all you guys out there that love Daniel Sorensen, you might want to keep loving him because I don't think he's going to go anywhere. He's not. He's not going anywhere. I don't think he will. No. And for you guys that hate him, get over yourself because he's played very well. Everyone 
all the experts out there that actually know how to analyze a game have all said since midway through last season, he has been a completely different player. And he has been. I don't go just by what these analysts say, but when you've got ex-NFL players, guys that follow this stuff daily, that understand every bit of it, and then you and I understand as much as we do about this game Mm -hmm. and how much film I watch, I can tell you he is extremely good at what he does. He is. Don't expect him to be Eric Berry because he's not Eric Berry. But he does his job, and that's all that counts. Okay, so I heard you got, you got uh, next one. I got we have next one is from Chris. He asked, Is there anything standing between the Chiefs and another back to back Lombardi trophy? So, what I think is there anything standing between the Chiefs' way right now? It would be the Steelers because Steelers right now are one of the best teams in the NFL. But when you look at it, Chiefs have a really, really good offense, and the Steelers have a really, really, really good defense. So it's going to be interesting to see how that chess match will go. When you look at the NFC, I'm not really seeing a team that has a defense that can stop the Chiefs. But one thing I would say, Chris, is just take it one week at a time with the Chiefs because we can shoot for the Super Bowl every year like we do at Ox Smith. And not, and we, we can shoot for the, sorry, we can shoot for the moon, like which is quote unquote Super Bowl, but we land on a star, which is like the divisional playoff round where we end up losing. So I think that, yes, there are obstacles in the Chiefs' way. Steelers are one major one. Also, another team that could possibly come up there could be the Buffalo Bills. That revenge game they could have. So, honestly, every team the Chiefs could play is going to be difficult. But if I had to pick one team, it would be the Steelers. Yeah. I see the same thing other than I don't know that the Steelers, on, on paper, yeah, they're a great team. I don't know that they can, their defense, yeah, their defense looks great this year. I'm not going to say it doesn't. I'm not going to say they're a bad defense because they aren't. But they haven't faced anybody like us either. So it's going to be difficult for them to step in and play a team that they haven't faced and don't know and be able to be as effective as they've been up to this point. And they still have a a few Mm -hmm. games to go this year that are going to be difficult for them. And it's going to be a test for their defense, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. It's going to be a chess match to the ages, honestly. It is. It really is. Andy and Tomlin. Yeah. And honestly, you know who the better coach is. Andy is a better coach. In my opinion, he's the best coach in the NFL right now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that um, obstacles. You know what? Every single team in the NFL no matter who you are, has obstacles in front of them to get to the Super Bowl. Nobody's got a clear path. Nobody's got a, a, a street with not, not no cars on it. You know, it's it's you every game you play, every week you go up against, we've got, you know, players that right now, thank God, tonight we had no injured players. That's another Which is point. really good because we normally have at least one. Exactly. No injured players to speak of. Um, but you do have the threat of COVID. You've got players that you know may go down um pray to god they don't but it can happen and that's with any team in the nfl um we had an obstacle this morning we had seven players that were false positives on the covid test so that's an obstacle because you don't know Mm -hmm. what's going to happen that gets in your head and that starts jacking with you 
And, you know, you're thinking about that for three or four hours and then you take the next test. And of course it's negative. All of them were negative. They were, every one of them were wrong, but the whole point behind it is that something's in the back of your mind. So that throws your game off a little bit. Mm -hmm. You're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. Honestly, you know, there's not a team out there that doesn't have obstacles. The one thing that we have going for us is we're better in my opinion than any other team of overcoming those obstacles. We've done very well with COVID. Is for the most part, I think we've only had a couple, three players that have actually tested positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't, you know, intentional. It wasn't because they're out partying, doing different things that other teams have done. They're not multiple offenders on this stuff. They've We've got a great offense. We've got a great defense that's really helping us out. And the balance of the two, including, and then not to mention the fact our coaching staff is off the charts when you got the enemy, Reed, you know, Spags, everybody else that's contributed to this whirlwind of the start of a dynasty is what we're going to call this, and that's what it is. That's what we have. That's what we have. So, yeah, we we got obstacles. We're just better at overcoming them. Uh, I'll put it that way. Maybe that's – I don't know if that explains it. I think that's perfect, man. So, I don't know. Um, there are a lot of obstacles, but the Chiefs are prepared in every single way to deal with them. Yeah. So, um you know, I guess the whole thing is, is we we're we're in a good position, and I think we're in a better position than any other team in the league right now, in my opinion. Um, so, okay, so here we go. Next question, um, and I believe this is the next one. I want to make sure. Yeah, it says, "Why is the um, inside O line struggling so badly?" Hmm. Um, you want to go ahead and go with that one first? Yeah, the reason why I think the inside offensive line is struggling, especially when it comes to the run game, is because the Chiefs' offense and the offensive line coach and Andy are still trying to figure out different combinations that could work. And honestly, the only time I really saw an offensive lineman work with the run game when it came with Darrell Williams, because he just hit the hole and ran. Yeah. When it comes to Clyde and when it comes to Levy, they like to stop, wait a little bit, then move, which which is no problem. Yeah. Our offensive line, I feel like they're not built like that, unfortunately. So it's going to be interesting how it works in the playoffs. But right now, the Chiefs, they are just trying to figure out what combinations work best for certain situations. Because yeah, we I have so. great depth on the offensive line. We do. And when we get Lucas Niang next year, it, we're going to have one big guy to run around those sweeps. But right now, as I stated earlier, it just looks like what they're doing. They're just trying to figure out what's going to work best. But I have a feeling by the time we get to the end of the season, that run game will pick up more. I believe so, too. I think you're 100% right now. The one thing that people are forgetting and we're missing right now, and you mentioned one of them, but one of the best linemen that we had did the most admirable thing that anybody could have done, and he went out and helped with COVID. So we're missing a guy that took us, helped us go to the Super Bowl last year mm-hmm. and was an extremely good player just a containment player alone and he's not there anymore so that right there is you know he was basically two of what we have right now in that interior line and i think you know it, it's it's a learning curve we're, we're we we came into the season with all the same players that we had last year with the exception of kendall filler and maybe mm-hmm. one more but we lost three more to that. We lost Damian Williams. We lost Tardif. We lost, and then uh, Niang is gone. Mm-hmm. So 
there's there's things that people have to realize that it's 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 we're missing some guys. You know, it's not uh, it's not the same team it was last year, unfortunately, in, in some aspects. So uh, that just is what it is. That was from um, Ryan Menard thirteen. Mm-hmm. By the way, and thanks for the question, man. I really appreciate. We really mm-hmm. appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. On um, the next one, I'm going to combine two different questions, and basically what it comes down to is what's happening with Chris Jones and Frank Clark. Basically, what the guys trying to figure out is is it the money causing them not to play hard? Now, what I like to say is no. Chris Jones and Frank Clark are playing their tails off. Chris, sorry, Chris Jones during the game blew through the center and pushed him all the way back into Drew Lock and batted the ball. That was probably the most strength I've seen a player on defense have this season. That stuff Aaron Donald does yeah. weekly. So yeah. Chris Jones is gonna get his. And he is every week he's getting better and better. As you guys notice, there's a lot of holding on that offensive line every time the Chiefs play. Yeah. But he's been able to figure it out and play a lot better. Now, when it comes to Frank Clark, he was coming off the edge quite nicely. And as JP says, they don't like to run to his side. And Chris Jones, he was getting pressures. He wasn't getting sacks, but he was getting pressures. And, and that's, that's important because it yeah. causes Drew Locke or any other quarterback to step up in the pocket and hopefully Chris Jones or someone else can come in and get him. There's a lot of moving parts here. And yes, you can say that once a player gets, some, gets the money, gets money that they're not going to play. Actually, what happens when a player gets that money, they are targeted more because the opposing defenses doesn't want them to go off on their offense, as you've seen many times, dude, JP. Prime example, every time Odell Bell Beckham plays Bill Belichick, he does not have a good game because Belichick is stopping him all the time. It's not because yeah. he's the best player, it's how you scheme, and that's what these coaches are doing. Exactly. So, what I like to say is that the defense, Chris Jones and Frank Clark will pick it up when it gets towards in the season. They're improving every game, and just wait, they're going to be a tandem in the playoffs. They are, and, and 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 you have to look at what they actually do on the field. There's nothing wrong with what they're doing. Just because they don't have 15 sacks each doesn't mean they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Because they they their pressure alone and the thought of going towards Frank Clark is scary enough for anybody that do, you know any team any offense out there. If they were smart, which most of them have been, they don't go towards his towards his way. They don't. Chris Jones is double triple teamed every play almost. But he still creates the pressures that you need. And then if Chris Jones can pressure the way he does, and you get a Drew Lock or anyone else that rolls out of the pocket because he's under pressure, that gives anybody else on our defensive line or a safety that's out there roving to come up and, and, and disrupt that play. Mm-hmm. And that's what their job is. It's not just to get sacks. I'll just put it that way. That's not yeah. their only job. You know, Pressure so- is most important. It is. It's it's the most important thing out there, in my opinion. Um, you know, but you know that's just the way it is. Um, but other than that, that's really about what we have to look at. You've got to sit down, relax, and realize that these guys are doing their job. And right now, I want you guys to understand something. Chris Jones is only second to Aaron Donald right now in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So. Put that in perspective right now and understand, put it in the back of your minds, that the only person right now, stat-wise, or any other reason, any other thing you want to come up with that has got better numbers or better pressures than Chris Jones is Aaron Donald. That's it. 
Yep, you're not wrong, man. But we're you're not you know, wrong. They they've lost, I think, five games this year. We haven't. They're struggling. So we've done something right. I mean, it is what it is. So what's the next question, dude? Uh, yeah. So the next one is on another thread from another people, the one you put out, JP. And one fan, Humphreys the Beagle, asked, "How concerned should we be about the defense? Ben, don't break approach." And basically, what JP and I would say, and I don't know if we covered this earlier, but that defense isn't Ben. Sorry, <laughs> they're not Ben. Don't break. They're basically, not. Basically, what that defense is is they're just playing the disguise and coverage to their advantage. Exactly. But what I've seen them do time and time, time in and time out, they have been able to counter what the other offenses have been doing. Ben don't break defense. From my recollection, means is that. It doesn't matter what you're going to do. You're just not going to change the scheme. And this is something we've seen Bob Sutton do in Kansas City over and over again. We're going to keep the same formation out there. We just want to keep holding to a field goal. We don't hold to a field goal. But you see what Spass, he's blitzing. He's dropping linebackers in the coverage. He's blitzing linebackers. Matthew's coming off of blitzes. Um, yeah. What do I have to say? Neiman's in coverage. I mean, there's just different things. So there's not really any, like, a bend-don't-break defense mentality with this defense. Because no. their goal, honestly, is to get a three and out if they can. Yeah. Holding them to three is the next best thing. And honestly, probably the before that, just get a turnover. But other than that, I believe that the defense has played very well. And they have shed that bend, don't break attitude from the Sutton era. Because if you look, not many of those players from that defense is on this team. It's only yeah. a few of them. Yeah, you're right. Um, I guess this next the question is from Jay Jones. Uh, what's with running Ben Wiley and Ryder out there every game uh, to only watch them struggle? Play Gay, play Kilgore, play Wiz. Okay. I'm going to answer this first, and you can answer it second mm-hmm. because I, I I want you guys to understand. We're They're playing those guys because they're effective. Okay. Right now, there's something that they're seeing with Wiz. Okay, you can't expect him to be out there right now. The guy just came back. He's got to get himself basically in to our form, get ready to play, and then he'll play. He is active. He just hasn't played yet. Give him time. But there's something in practice that they're seeing, whether it be Willie Gay or whether it be anyone else that's not starting, that we don't see. They see it. They know it may not work, and they're trying to get them acclimated to playing their position the right way. Mm-hmm. That's really what it all boils down to. Um, it's not a matter of we do it just to see somebody struggle. They really didn't struggle that much today. I'm sorry, but they didn't. None of them really struggled that pretty much. good protection besides that one sack. The, that was off, it. the running game could have been a lot better, but other than that it was pretty good. Yeah. So I mean it, it's really not a matter of, you know, anything other than that. Um what's your opinion? Well, as you as you said, man, that combination works for them. They're playing pretty good for the most part now. Obviously, they're struggling with the run defense. I'm sorry, the run the run offense. But yeah. other than that, they're playing pretty well. They're guarding Mahomes better. I know Frister struggled a little bit tonight, and they called a holding Allegretti that was questionable. Other than that, they played pretty good and they gave Mahomes time. Now, when Mahomes starts drifting out the pocket, that's when he's at his best because he's a magician on the field controlling what's going to happen next. But other than that, as I stated earlier, they're going to hit their stride soon, and they're going to have this offline figured out. Because Wisniewski, I have a feeling he's going to be starting pretty soon. 
I think so too. Something's gonna happen so to too. where they're gonna be bringing on multiple. They're gonna be putting people in and out to play on the offensive line. They are. They're 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 gonna basically just they're gonna keep fresh legs out there and they're gonna keep everybody rotating. That way, everybody has a, not only the opportunity to play, but it gives everybody the opportunity to rest as well. Mm-hmm. And that's what people need. These players aren't, you know, they're not robots as much as I want to call them a Holmes one. They they do need to be able to have some type of break. And when your defense is out there a lot, and sometimes that happens to us. It's happened to us a couple times this year. Our defense was out there for a very long time and they get worn out. So you're going to see that no different than our offensive line. Our offensive line is going to get worn out. These you got a couple of new guys in there. I think Algaretti has done a hell of a job. He has for, for stepping in and, and, and playing the position he's played. Mm-hmm. So, and that's not an easy position either. You guys, you know, you got to figure out, you know, snap the ball, block this guy, block that guy, open a hole. You know, there's so many things that you have that's running through your mind and making sure that ball snap. I mean, everything you do, on that field is gonna is 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 a detriment if you screw up. So th- this is running through their minds constantly, and I think Algaretti has done a great job. I can't complain about that guy. Remember, uh, seventh round pick. That's right, out of Illinois. And what do we always say him. about what do we always say about fifth, sixth, seventh round picks? They're hungry. basically fourth through seventh hungry, especially these sixth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round. Yeah. Now here's another question. <laughs> um. Uh, it says court. His name is Kareem uh, Contret. I think I can't. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your name, man. But um, he says, "Can we um, blank get Tyreek to quit flipping? I don't care if he showboats. I just want him to do something that won't get him hurt." No, <laughs> you're not going to get him to quit unless Andy says quit. It ain't going to happen. I, I mean, think that will eventually happen. It will. Just because of the field position, you see these refs, you got a lot of them who don't like the players to celebrate. And if he were to do that in a playoff game, field position would become an issue. And Andy doesn't want to deal with that. So I have a feeling they'll talk with him. But I understand why, I understand why he's doing it. He's dominating. He is the best receiver in the league. Yeah. He is playing better than D-Hop. He's playing a lot better than Julio. And AJ Green, who are considered top tier receivers, haven't really done much this year. No. So I think no. what it would come down to is he will probably stop that because Andy will say something because just due to the problems that it could possibly bring forth in the future. Correct. Mm-hmm. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen because Andy says, hey, take it easy. You know, we don't want you to get hurt or, you know, we don't want, again, field positioning issues or a flag thrown or whatever. They threw a flag on him for doing it tonight. But it was more or less from him standing there from, you know, five seconds before he went into the end zone. But they picked the flag back up and said there's no there was no penalty on what he did. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I understand your frustration. I get it because it is scary to think that maybe he does a flip and pulls a hamstring, breaks a kneecap, whatever the Mm -hmm. case may be. I get that. I do. Um, The guy is extremely athletic. I don't know. You know, I mean, I, it was probably a 2% chance that he would ever get injured doing it. But in the same aspect, you're right. I think he does need to. I love his, believe me, There's. I don't think there's anything more I love than to watch Tyreek do his thing when he gets into the end zone. Some of his crazy dance moves and the stuff he does, I just crack up, dude. 
there was a game might have not been last week, but the week before where they called it back after he caught this touchdown and he started doing this insane dance. And even Patrick Mahomes was turned, he turned around and saw it and he was just cracking up as you're running back to the sidelines. Cause it was hilarious mm-hmm. or back to the huddle. Tyreek is a funny guy, man. He, he just is. makes me laugh. Everything he does. He just makes me laugh. Well, he, his play shows up and backs yeah. it up. So it does. It does. I mean, you know, he's not the guy that if he makes a mistake, he owns up to it. He doesn't showboat. He doesn't act like a jerk. He doesn't do anything ignorant. He makes a mistake, he comes out, and then he plays his hardest, and he does a great job at well, it. Well, if defenses don't want him to dance, then keep him out of the end zone. And there find you go. Out that, find, that, find a way to do that. There you go. That, that'd that be the best thing. Um, if you don't want to see him showboat, figure out a way of keeping him out. You ain't going to do it, but try. I mean, a lot of you guys have, and you haven't done a really good job of it. I mean, I think he's scored a touchdown in every single game except one this season. Every game, at least one touchdown. He's on the chair, man. He's that's on the chair. He is. So, I think that might have been our last question. Yeah, that's us. the last one, man. Yeah, it um, is. Yeah, looking forward, the Chiefs are going to be playing a new game this time, man. A new game against the Miami Dolphins where the Chiefs won the Super Bowl back on February 5th. Yep. So, we, we're going to get into this more later during the week with a couple shows we have because right now, for all our fans, we're letting you guys know we're doing three shows a week. We're doing always after the Chiefs game, and they're always doing like a Tuesday or a Thursday. Yeah. There may be a four show to a special appearance, but we try to get guests on during the week to get other people's perspective. Correct. But for this game, JP, how do you think the Chiefs are going to do? Because last game, you told me, and we do this all the time, man, you said the Chiefs are going to blow out the Broncos. So the Dolphins right now, they have two attack a oil. I think he's the... I don't know. I forgot what pick he is. He's a first-round pick, obviously. Yeah. But he's kind of struggled after the hot start. I think right now he's 4-1 and one as a starter. So well, they pulled him out. Gonna... For, they pulled him out. They got – well, I don't know if he came back in or not, but they put uh, Fitzpatrick in um, last week, I think, and the week before. Mm-hmm. So how do you think he will do going to the Chiefs' defense? Because he really hasn't had, like, a quote-unquote bad loss. I mean, you can see that one loss is not the greatest, and Fitzpatrick couldn't – Deliver, but do you think this could be his welcome to the NFL game? No, um, I don't think it's going to be. I, I I assumed just like a lot of people do. I mean, even some of the experts thought the Chiefs were just going to explode on Denver. And then in the back of my mind, after I state what I state, I always think, okay, it's a it's a divisional game. No matter what, those are tougher. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, the fact I think we've seen the first shutout. Um, that I've seen in probably two years was against the Chargers today. They got shut out, and yet we... 45 nothing. 45 to nothing, and, you know, we won by seven. I think it was when we beat them. Maybe it was less. I don't know, but I think it was about seven. And then the Raiders, they get blown out by a three and seven team, 46 to three or four, whatever it was. And we beat them by seven, or beat, I think we beat them by five. So divisional teams are always harder for us. It's always harder for anybody, for that matter. Usually, um, the Miami game. I don't. I mean, I can't see Miami even coming close to beating us. But I think that it's going to be a little bit different, given the fact that it's not a division rival, and I do believe we're going to probably put some points up. I'll I think Miami that. has something to prove, though, too, because they have Tua. They have a, not a bad defense. They got odd, but remember on the he was with the Chiefs last year. 
Yeah. He had, I think, five sacks in 10 games before he ended up tearing, he ended up tearing his, not his rotator cuff. What did he tear? Um, I can't remember now. It's the same thing Okafor tore in his shoulder. I don't remember. Yeah, oh, man, I forget. Pe- he tore his pec muscle. Oh, he tore his pec, his uh, pec pectoral muscle. Yeah. But yeah. before that, he was balling, and the Chiefs are going to be playing against him. So it's going to be interesting to see how our offensive line can stop because they got a pretty na- nasty pass rush. Yeah, they do. Um, I think what we're going to end up seeing more of, because their, their secondary isn't that great. Um, they're good, but they're not like, you know, the spectacular secondary. And a lot of them are so young. Mm-hmm. I don't think, and they haven't faced anybody like Mahomes. They, they haven't. haven't. I mean, I think it's good. You're going to see an air attack, and we're going to be up pretty heavily um, by halftime. And then again, I think what we're going to see is Andy back off a little bit, but keep the pedal down. You know, it, I'd say half pedal, maybe three quarter pedal, mm-hmm. and just ride the game out. If I think I don't, do I think it's going to be an extreme blowout? I don't think at all that we're going to come in there and it's going to be like 50 to three. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I do see us winning by probably 20, but I don't think it's going to be this giant, huge blowout. No, not because we can't and not because Miami is that great. I think it's because Andy again is going to do exactly what he does every year. And he plays this vanilla offense until we get to that point where we don't need where we're we need to use what we have in that playbook. Mm-hmm. And as long as Are we can win, you know, with what we do right now and we keep winning and we're at fifteen and one, I'm okay with that. You know, yeah, I mean, man, I, I, I agree with you. I so. think looking at this game coming up, yeah, it's I think honestly what can happen is could be a two possession game that Chiefs could win by anywhere from ten to seventeen. Yeah. Now this will depend on will the offense be connecting? Can they move the ball? Can the defense get stops? Because you saw Matthew, as we said earlier, got two picks, seven tackles. The defense played pretty well. So, yeah. and what I meant earlier, JP, when it come to the come to a league game, welcome to the league, is you remember when Matt Sanchez played against the Saints that yeah. first time and he got destroyed. Like, yeah, absolutely. And that could. Oh, I thought you meant the other way around. Yeah, you could be right. I mean, and it could happen. I mean, mm. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Um, it could be one of those things to where we just, you know, we end up with five sacks and two or three interceptions and destroy them. I don't know. Do I think it's 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 hard for me to sit here and say a hundred percent that we are going to just completely destroy them. Mm-hmm. Even though they are a team that has not played somebody like us. And I think after this game, they're going to come out kind of like they did last week. And they're just going to play kind of lights out. Kansas City is. Mm. And they're just going to... I think it's going to be a big win. I just don't think it's going to be... I don't know if Andy will allow more than 40, 45 points before he just backs off. I don't even Uh, think the way that she's... Offense has been playing with the quote-unquote vanilla form. I don't think they're going to get close to 40 for a while. I no. think they're going to be shooting in the high 20s to lower 30s. So yeah. I'm going to say anywhere from 28 to probably about 34. Just just from what I've seen. Yeah, well, up so. until this game, we were second behind, I want to say, Seattle as far as points per game. 
mm-hmm. and we were at 32.8 points per game. So, um, you know, that's saying something right there when you can, you're easily scoring 30 plus a game. Uh, do I think that, and I mean, and you, and I, I don't know, man, it's so hard to sit there and predict right now, especially with the way Andy and, and everybody's been calling these plays. Mm-hmm. It's extremely hard to predict how it's going to go. Do I think I'll give you my prediction. I think it's probably going to be 34, 14. That's okay. where I think it'll end up being. I think it's that's what's going to happen. But, um, that's, you know, that's just my opinion, but, uh, that's really about it. Then after that, we've got, um, is it Atlanta? Yeah. No, actually, the Chiefs have that crucial game against the Saints. Oh, it's the Saints that I did that. Yeah, they now, that play game, against Taysom Hill. Yeah, that's going to be our, um, in my opinion, that's going to be our pre-Super Bowl, our preview of the Super Bowl. That's, that's my opinion. That's a playoff game right there. It is. Um, and I think that's going to be something that, uh, that we're going to have to prove a lot um, against them. Now, Hill, as far as I'm concerned, I think he's actually a pretty good player. Um, I don't know. I haven't watched enough of his film to see how he does with or how his passing ability is. But I know he's fearless and he will he will run whenever he gets the opportunity to run the ball. He will do it. And he's pretty strong. Mm -hmm. So what I think more is a little more scary to me um, with the Saints is not so much him as it is Kamara and their defense. Mm-hmm. You know, Kamara's Kamara. I mean, you, you, it's pretty good. <laughs> what else can you say? You know, I mean, so I think that's more of my. If I had any concern at all, it would be that right there. I guess if, I, if you know, if you want to say it. But then, then after that, we have the Falcons. Is that right? Yep. Yep. And the Falcons, to me, don't pose much of a threat. Um, I think, you know, that Raiders game was probably fitting to a degree. Um, a lot of their points were scored off of Derek Carr mistakes and defensive points. It wasn't like, you know, Ryan went out there and threw for five touchdowns because he didn't. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that game there is kind of an eh to me. And then the last game is of the year is... Uh, Chargers. The Chargers. Mm-hmm. And... I'm not, I'm not concerned with them at all. Um, although I say that they are a divisional team, so they could and be they that could, upset so, team. So. Yeah, man, they could try to do everything in their power to try to stop the Chiefs on that last day. But as we know, the Chiefs just clinched a pl- clinched a spot in the playoffs due yeah. to winning that game. Now, if the Raiders would have lost earlier and didn't get <laughs> didn't yeah. get that last second touchdown, that shouldn't really have happened. No. Then we would be talking a different story. The Chiefs would have clinched their division. Yeah. But you know, it's gonna happen this month, December, because the Chiefs have such a big lead. Yeah. So look yeah. at the rest of the schedule. I honestly believe the Chiefs could possibly run the table. That Saints game is gonna be very difficult. But what I always say is to the fans and to listeners of the show, take it one week at a time because you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Because all it takes is one crazy injury, a bad call, a bad play. The refs could get crazy. I mean, you never know. But in the As day, we've seen remember, today, we have Patrick Mahomes on our team, and he's the best quarterback in the league, and he yep. is better 
than a lot of other quarterbacks right now, and he should be favored to win the MVP. Yeah, yeah. I got to tell you, Ryan uh, Rodgers is playing out of his mind right now, in my opinion. Rodgers mm-hmm. is playing some of his best football that he's played in a long time. And I got to give the guy credit. He's playing great ball. Um, I don't know if it's due to just the um, the fact that he's been kind of slammed for the last few years. I don't know if it's just this resurgence of anything. I don't know what it is. Because he has a but complete he, team finally. He finally has a team. Um, their defense is, you know, uh, about like ours to a degree. I think they're worse than ours. I mean, they're 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 not ranked as nearly as good as ours, but. And I don't think they have nearly the players that we have, but they're better than they were last year and the year before. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a helpful when you've got a quarterback. In my opinion, you've got Patrick Mahomes and then you've got Aaron Rodgers, which in my opinion are the two best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. What about Russell Wilson? Do you think he is no. still MVP after what he did against the Giants today? If we're being honest, he played pretty bad. He did. He, I think he's had probably at least 13 interceptions this year. I believe, and he fumbled the ball several times, and Mahomes only turned the ball over three times, two interceptions and one fumble. So to me, that just shows me that Mahomes is the better QB when it comes to that uh, comparison. He is. And two of the the interceptions, I mean, were against one team. And he's never, I don't, I don't remember him having multiple interception games, maybe one, where he had two interceptions in a game. Mm. That's that was like, I think that was in 2018, but um, yeah, he's just a he's a better quarterback. I don't know why anyone puts. I get it. Russell Wilson is playing good football, but he's not an MVP candidate. He's I'm turned sorry, the ball over a lot. That's the thing I'm saying. Way he's too not many times. There. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, way too many times. No so. consistency. So none is a question. As I have a friend, and we go back and forth all the time. Can Mahomes read defenses? Because this person has tried to tell me Mahomes cannot read defenses. And for what I've been seeing <laughs> and watching film is that Mahomes is able to break down defenses pre-snap in motion. I mean, you can see Mahomes will be looking one way to trick the defender and then throw it the other way real quick. He, you know, he always does the pre-snap motion. He knows what's going to happen. And it just kind of mind-boggling me as people say he can't read defenses. But from seeing what he can do, you can make the argument that Rusta can't read defense if he's turned the ball over 15 times already this year between interceptions and fumbles. Well, let me put it this way, and you can tell your friend this. When Mahomes is out on the field, he does have a photographic memory. Okay, that's number one. He remembers everything. So when he watches film of a team that he's getting ready to go up against, yes, he remembers everything they do. He knows their tendencies. He knows which way they shift. Mm-hmm. He knows if they're going to fart. So for <laughs> anybody that wants to say that he can't read defenses, they don't understand the game of football because he reads defenses extremely well. Probably I one agree. of the best I've ever seen. He for knows somebody what's going to happen before it happens. He does. And when he's calling audibles up at the line of scrimmage, do you think he calls those because he just feels like doing something different? No, he it's sees he something sees legit in the defense that he knows if I change it to this, 
a pick play by Kelsey. Watkins can come on the slant and get 10 yards and possibly get the touchdown. And you notice today he did that. Mm-hmm. Now he, called, he called an audible, and then he went double back, double back, double back. That means he went back to the first play because he saw something. And what happened? Travis Kelsey, boom. Nice little first down catch for 23 yards. Exactly. Because he's seen exactly what was happening. He's what he's he's like. Have you ever seen that show, The Doctor? Have you ever seen uh, that? I know what you're talking about, but I have not seen it. So what this guy does is, is he, if you're watching the show, it's like he has this hologram that's in front of him that's really not there, but he's seeing all the organs in a body that's working, and he's seeing stuff, and then he figures out what's wrong with somebody by seeing these little holograms in front of him. Well, that's what Mahomes does, but in real life, it's not a TV show. He can look at a defense and see how that play is going to play out by the time the ball lands somewhere. Mm-hmm. And very rarely, very rarely, does he miss on that? So if it's a miss, it's because of something else. It's not because he didn't read it correctly. He did have one overthrown pass today, which he was under a ton of pressure when that happened in the end zone. And, you know, the Tyreek Hill callback was terrible. I'm sorry, but it was. There was multiple times that people were held face masked, everything else that they didn't call, but they called him on. They called everything they could call on us. So, I mean, we can only, people will read into whatever the, is he actually a Chiefs fan? Yeah, he's a Chiefs fan. And we just, and I'm just curious to hear your perception because we go back and forth all the time. And that's one argument I've been trying to understand is how can he not read defenses if he's doing stuff weekly by showing us he's making deep, he's reading defensive tendencies and he's controlling them and doing what he wants to do. Like one example. He did this in the game tonight. Mahomes was rolling out of the pocket, running for the first time. He told the off, the receiver, I don't know who it was, just keep going deep, keep going deep. What that did was that took the linebacker, the corner, or the safety who was there, took them with the receiver, which got them away, which allowed him to get the first down. Exactly. I mean, plays like that, when you can read the defense, can help you win the games. Another example would be... Um, this was a one. Um, it was whenever Sammy Watkins, and this was the first, no, this was the, no, the second time the Chiefs played the Broncos. I saw Mahomes continuously check plays and change him at the line. And because of that, Sammy Watkins had one of his best days as a Chief. Two touchdowns for over 100 yards. And this is the game Cream Hunt had that hurdle touchdown where he basically jumped over the Broncos with defender. So that just shows me he can read defense. He knows what they're going to do on a daily basis, and he can figure out what's going to work best for the offense. Yeah, 100%. Um, I want to say I know it'd be crazy that if he was listening to the show, but it'd be nice. I want to tell Travis Kelsey congratulations on your record game mm-hmm. because you broke another record. Um, I think two. Uh the guy is an absolute superstar and he had a drop today that really, you can tell, you know, it's, it's not, it doesn't happen a lot. Travis doesn't drop a ton of passes when he drops one. It really, especially if it's something that is basically there, which that one today kind of was, um, Mm. and he dropped it. That doesn't happen often. Um, he's going to drop a few here and there, but it's not going to happen constant, you know, consistently, and um, 
congratulations, dude. You are in your prime. You're playing lights out football. And I don't know if anybody out there can honestly and truly, truly honestly say that there's a better tight end in the game. If they're saying it, he's the best all around. He is. And if they're saying it, they're haters. So let them hate. Um, You did something that nobody else has done and you're going to continue to do that. So uh, congrats. That's all I really have to say about that. No, I hear you, man. Um, well, I think that's a good spot to end the show, man. What do you think? I think so, too. Um, I think we uh, pretty much covered everything. Oh, we are going to have a special guest on Thursday. Um, so everybody tune in. It's going to be a really good one. And Tuesday, and, too. Oh, and Tuesday, Tuesday. That's right. Tuesday and Thursday, we have a special guest on. And uh, we're going to uh, do some giveaways. So mm-hmm. everybody get ready because we got some really cool stuff coming your way. So you got to listen to the show so you can hear um, what the giveaways are, first of all. Or we may not even tell you. We may just pull a rabbit out of somebody's butt and give it away. But we're going to figure out a way of giving you guys these uh, these things that we have, these awesome gifts, and um, you're going to enjoy them. So with that, I'd say it's a good time to end this thing. And we came out on top. Nice Sunday night win even though it was a little stressful. But we pulled it off. So with that, I will say uh, have a great week. Everybody be safe. And uh, peace out. Yeah, same thing. Thank you, guys. God bless. Have a great night.